Happy New Year. This podcast is brought to you by The Vegetarian Butcher. People are eating more plant-based food, but consumers are often left unsatisfied. Most plant-based meals are actually eaten by meat eaters, but how often are these dishes described as boring and lacking in texture? Just because your customers are cutting back on meat, they shouldn't have to make any sacrifice on taste. The Vegetarian Butcher is here with a range that cooks like meat, tastes like meat, and has the texture of meat. We aim to make quality vegetarian butchery the new standard throughout professional kitchens. The Vegetarian Butcher. Sacrifice nothing. Hello, Happy New Year and welcome to the Talking Food with Bid Food podcast. I'm Joe Inglis and for this episode we'll be kicking off 2022 by talking about Veganuary. To discuss this ever-growing time of year, I'm excited to say that we'll be joined by two fantastic guests. First of all, we'll be joined by Zoe West from the Veganuary Charity. We'll be discussing the 31-day challenge, why veganism is growing so much. Plus, we'll be finding out about what she thinks will be growing the most in the vegan world this year. Then, I'm excited to welcome back to the podcast Martin Eshelby, who is our Food Innovation Manager at BidFood. He's become the face of BidFood these days with his brilliant video content you can regularly see on our social media channels. Plus, he's been instrumental in the development of our V-Kitchen range. When we speak to Martin, he's going to provide us some tips and advice for providing a quality vegan menu. To help me host this one, I'm excited to say I'll be joined by Candice Cadell, who is a campaign and brand executive in our team and is leading the way of our V-Kitchen brand. Welcome to the podcast for the first time, Candice. Hi, Joe. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. So Bid Food now have this V-Kitchen range available to customers, but can you tell the audience about what this is? Yep. So V Kitchen is home to a wonderful collection of just under 300 vegan and plant-based products. Um, and they're all available to help customers deliver vegan-friendly menu options to their customers. And we've split these into product categories, which include ingredients, ready-to-cook, impulse and snacking, protein alternatives, bakery and dessert. So it makes it even more easier and less time-consuming for customers to shop in this location. Perfect. Great. Thank you, Candice. I'm really looking forward to learning more about this subject. So let's welcome on our first guest. We're now joined by Zoe West. Welcome to the podcast and thank you for joining us. Thank you and happy Veganuary. Happy Veganuary. So to start things off, please, can you tell us about Veganuary and the work that the charity does every year? Yeah, so Veganuary is the consumer facing campaign that we all know um, over the last few years that has grown in popularity. So um, Veganuary um, is here to inspire and encourage and support people in their vegan journey. So think of it as a New Year's resolution. You start the year as you mean to go on and giving vegan and plant-based food a try for 31 days. Um, As a charity, we're digital and we very much help support people through our 31 days worth of emails. But my work is more the external side. So I look after all the corporate engagement for the UK. So my role is to work behind the scenes 11 months of the year helping support food service restaurants hospitality um, but also retailers and brands to bring together that physical tangible launches excitement all of the shopper marketing activation because it's all 
from that perspective about the supply and then Veganuary is creating that demand. So Zoe, why is it beneficial for outlets to include a meat-free and plant-based alternatives on the menu? It's particularly important for outlets, for operators to include meat-free options so that there is inclusivity um, within the menu. It's about offering choice. It's about offering taste, accessibility, but also particularly important within Veganuary. It's a month where lots of people are open to new ideas. They're opening to trying new things. They're starting the year as they mean to go on. And if outlets don't have those options, shoppers will go elsewhere. That's great. Um, So according to a consumer survey this year that we did with CGA, 36% of people said that they're most likely to consider vegan options than they were before the pandemic. Uh, A lot of this could be sort of directly attributed to making healthier menu choices. But how true would you say this is, Zoe? I think there is, to some extent, um, the pandemic has slowed us all down. We're all looking at um, kind of what we're eating and what impact that has on the climate, but also us as individuals and where food comes from. And I think people over the, the lockdown have definitely looked at what they're eating. They're looking at making healthier choices. But I do think that eating more plants is beneficial for lots of different reasons. And I think particularly currently, this January, since we started in 2014 as a charity, we've had over 2 million people sign up already um, since we started. And I think that's only going to continue to grow. um, And people are becoming more aware of vegan and plant-based options. And I think we've definitely seen some amazing launches already this January. And that's the combination of fast food through to healthier choices. And it's definitely becoming much more of the social norm that operators and outlets can have those options on the menu alongside their main options as well. So when people are trying to go plant-based with their diet for the first time, what kind of menu choices are they making? Are people playing it safe and dipping their toes in with familiar meals like a meat alternative burger? I think it's a combination. What what we've all got to realise is Veganuary is not for vegans. Veganuary is there to encourage people who have predominantly an animal-based diet or are vegetarian already to give it a go and give it a try. And I think there's a few things that there are barriers. There's obviously the social barriers, but there's the price barriers. There's the taste barrier and there's the accessibility. And I think if you are a new vegan and you're like, okay, 1st of January, I'm going to do this. What am I going to go and try? They need to go with familiar swaps, familiar menu choices and things that they are used to eating. So if they're used to eating pizza, burgers, those types of things, then the easy swap will be go go to a vegan or a plant-based pizza and burger option. People play it safe at begin, to begin with because changing any diet is definitely a big step for a lot of people. And I think you've got to go for the familiar favourites. But as people go through their vegan journey, they become much more adventurous and want to try new things and love discovering all the new alternatives out there. Do you recommend that chefs focus on any other areas within vegan diets more? I think for chefs, it's I, I find it fascinating speaking to chefs and innovation and development teams because it's like an exciting new space they're discovering how to cook again they're looking at vegetables looking at all of the plant-based meat alternatives as not just a tick in a box anymore it's about how can we make this exciting and delicious for everyone not just people who are vegan and I think there's lots of areas that chefs are becoming clever with it's like 
how many different ways are there to cook a carrot for example and I think it's actually given a whole new lease of life to chefs definitely yeah I really like that sort of idea around like creativity with chefs but um, in terms of the plant-based protein used in the dishes what would you say is the most popular at the moment is it soy more popular than pea or like lentils what would you say I think it's a combination. My biggest recommendation when I'm speaking to chefs and they were like, okay, cool. We're looking at putting more plant-based options on the menu. What alternatives do we use? I always say, well, what's on your main menu? What are you already serving? Are you serving lots of chicken dishes? Are you serving lots of beef dishes? Like, look at what is your, I guess, the reason why people have walked in the door to order from you and then make a plant-based protein as an addition so if you're serving chicken skewers for example serve a plant-based chicken skewer and those types of protein can be anything and I think there's a lot of really exciting innovation soya is obviously very widely available it's really popular but I think there's pea protein cabbage protein lentil proteins I think for, for me it's about making sure that there is an interesting protein and it's not just something that you're kind of ticking the box if you are a pizza restaurant if you're a burger restaurant if you are a french restaurant you need to follow why people are walking in through the door and give a good option so if everyone else at the table is eating a roast dinner for example I want to be eating a roast dinner I I don't want to be eating a salad that's not the reason why I'm there eating a Sunday roast same with a pizza restaurant if I go to a pizza restaurant why would I have a kale salad I want the pizza and it's and I think we're definitely seeing that particularly this veganuary if I look at Starbucks for example they're using a pea protein as a tuna replacement Mm -hmm. alongside their tuna panini so I think it's it's about really experimenting but also looking at what's most popular on the main menu Things have gone a, a long way since having just a nut roast and a was it a fruit mm. salad for dessert, isn't it? Exactly. And desserts are really, really important. Um, I think for my another recommendation, I would always say for chefs when looking at a kind of a vegan option on the menu is make sure that there is a starter, a main course, sides, and desserts that all match your main menu. That's really good. And thank you so much for sharing all this advice and insight. So it's really useful to hear. And I'm sure it's given loads of ideas to our listeners. But just before you go, um, I'd like to ask, what would you say is going to be the standout vegan meal for the for you for 2022? Standout vegan meal. Is this to cook myself or to eat in? I guess you can say either one. Either one. Um, I am a big fan of kind of Mediterranean food. And I think I love sharing platters and um, kind of getting lots of different types of roasted vegetables, some hummus, you've got some falafel, but you've also kind of got skewers, you've got kind of a whole, whole selection of foods that you can have lots of different tastes and experiences of textures as well. Sounds great. Thank you very much for joining us, Zoe. Thank you for joining us, Zoe. Thanks so much. And I hope everyone has a great January. Welcome back to the podcast. Candice and I are now joined by Martin Eshelby. Welcome back to the podcast, Martin. Thank you, Joe. Good to be here. That's great. Yeah. So before we talk about Veganuary, please could you share with any of our listeners who may not know you about what your role is at Bidfeed? 
So I'm Martin, Food Innovation Manager here at Bidfood, and I work across the business with our wider teams to create product ranges, social media content, and basically all things culinary. I also manage our customer presentation suite here at Slough and do various customer presentations supporting our culinary development chefs. And I'm also involved in our wider Bidfresh businesses, creating more exciting recipes and products. So back on to Veganuary, how easy would you say it is to include vegan and plant-based meat alternatives on the menu these days? I'd say it's, it's definitely easier now to put plant-based dishes onto menus. Um, we, we have such a wide range of ingredients and fully finished dishes, products, uh, desserts that fit into different sectors and day parts. Um, and if you haven't thought about it before, um, you could trial a few dishes that represent your main bestsellers. Like uh, Zoe mentioned earlier, uh, burgers, popcorn, if that fits your um, customer base, or if you're a scratch cook, you could use things like jackfruit as pulled pork, um, toppings for pizzas. Um, so, you know, plant-based diets, um, veganuary is obviously becoming very much more accessible. And as the technology advances within, you know, the meat replacements, that bridges the gap uh, of taste and texture. Uh, that people will show an interesting. But let's not forget that um, we've got fantastic vegetables that you can create new products with, pulses and, you know, all those different types of ingredients. Yeah, absolutely. And like like you say, like the quality and innovation over the last few years has just gone up so much. It's incredible to see how much has changed over the last few years. When you're cooking from scratch, is there a um, particular go-to plant-based ingredient that you prefer to use? Maybe is it soy, lentils or chickpeas or something along those lines? I think it's a, a combination of, of all of those. Soy, is, as Zoe mentioned earlier on, is accessible, but also pea proteins are becoming more popular. So I think it's just balancing your, your menu uh, and your offering to create a balanced and interesting menu. Texture is a big thing for many consumers. Um, Martin, would you say there's any plant-based meat alternatives that you feel replicate meat very well? We've got quite a few ranges that, that do that very well. The mock lamb is, is a great product. It's, it's like a shawarma. Or we've got the burgers within the range. But we've also got ingredients like jackfruit that you can pull, like pulled pork, mix it with barbecue sauce, slow cook it down, banana blossom, uh, tofu and things like that. So, yeah, they, they, we've got some great products in there. That's great. And uh, I'm going to ask you the same final question that I asked Zoe. Martin, what would you say is your favourite vegan recipe out of all the ones that you've developed recently? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, that's, that's a big question. Um, I'm just going to pick one that I've just recently developed, which uh, is actually going to be on the webinar, uh, which is a uh, harissa roasted cauliflower steak with some lovely grains, some chickpeas, a vegan style feta. Uh, with a whipped butter bean dressing, lots of fresh herbs and charcoal lemon. Sounds brilliant. Thank you, Martin. So we're going to wrap things up there. But before I do, Martin, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast again. Uh, thanks, Joe. And it was great to be here and uh, talking about food, uh, V Kitchen Range and Veganuary. So Candice, before we finish, what resources do we have available for customers to use? We have a few lined up. So we've got our V Kitchen brochure, which is now available. Um, we've got a webinar on the 13th of January, which is available for people online to register. Um, we also have a blog, which is again available online for people to um, have a look at. And 
as well as the new recipes that Martin has done as well. We've got those appearing on social media. Um, and if anyone that fancies taking a part in supporting Veganery this year, we've also got a link as well um, from Zoe. So we're helping support that as well. Brilliant. And uh, thank you so much for joining me as a co-host for this episode, of course. No worries. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to the Talking Food with Bid Food podcast. If you want to learn more about what we can do to support your business, go to www.bidfood.co.uk, where you can find all of our support tools available to you. On our website, you can find a full breakdown of the V Kitchen range and the resources that we have. Plus, the website also includes our new Unlock Your Menu customer hub, which features a huge array of support, all focused on the challenges our industry is facing. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do rate and follow the podcast on whatever platform you use to listen to them on. But until next time, goodbye.